you know when you texted Sweets and you said, "Hey, can we do a podcast recording on Saturday, seven thirty a.m.?" Meg just Meg just replied boundaries, and I was like, <laughs> and you know what, Meg? My first reaction was like. What do you mean boundaries? That was literally my first <laughs> reaction. Like, I thought she was trying to set her boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought, and I was like, "Don't you wake up early?" Like, what do you mean boundaries? And then my second thought was like, "Wow, that's really good. She's setting boundaries. I should learn from her." <laughs> yeah. So basically, I forgot that I had sent a text about okay for our next podcast. Should we talk about setting boundaries or confidence? And then, and then maybe like a day later, I said, "Oh, can we do seven thirty a.m. because I have this, this, and that on Saturday?" And then Meg was like, "Okay, boundaries." I'm like, "Wait, are you setting boundaries with me, or are you saying <laughs> okay, confused. we can do it?" And it's just like, "No, boundaries as a topic." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Welcome everyone to another episode of All Abroad Podcast, and today's episode is super special. And I'm going to bring in all the ladies that we have here today because who runs the world? Girls. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> because this is our Women's History Month episode, and uh, March. If you guys didn't know, March is Women's History Month, and March eighth is International Women's History Month. So, hello, guys. My name is Sweeney. It's Meg. It's Kat. And we have a special guest today. Some people call her Mother Kumu, and we know her as Tessa. I think she's yes. I think she's done for other names too. But welcome, Tessa. Hello. I'm so excited. I'm nervous too. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why you're nervous. You do this, you do this live. This is just recorded right now. And the editor can edit it, you know. So um, this is great. Thank you so much for being here. Um, right now as we're recording this, it's like 7:30 a.m. So it's early, but uh, we got our our game phase on, I think. So we're good. We're going to be talking about Women's History Month today. Um, and as you can see, we are here representing different types of, you know, lifestyle. We all have different lifestyles. So this is going to be a great day to just talk about Women's History Month. And the theme is hashtag uh, break the bias. Um, so I'm going to start actually just I'm just going to get into it because we have a lot of things today. Um, so I want to ask everyone and I'll start uh, I'll start with Kat and then Tessa and then Meg. Like, what does Women's History Month mean to you? Oh, for and, me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's just bringing awareness to all of the women that have paved the way uh, for us to be where we are right now, where we can, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure more here in the U.S. than other parts of the country, but like we feel a little freer, right? A lot freer to speak our minds, a little freer to speak up in the workplace, a little freer to pursue our dreams and all of these things. So for me, it's just awareness of the women that have paved the way for us to be free in our own skin yes and then you can't see my shirt but it, it i i tried to wear it for today but it says femme liberty so perfect she just said about freedom what about you tessa what does women history month mean to you i mean just going off of what kat said i mean just really i mean it shouldn't just be a month we should have every day every single every single day every single month but it really you know to me just celebrating triumph triumphs that women have endured and overcome but also realizing now too even as a filipina woman that there are so many obstacles too as well that we need to overcome and we need to celebrate as well uh you know it's not perfect there's always things but at least there's a lot of things to celebrate so far and then it's going to keep on coming so just again the same thing that kat said just bringing awareness and celebrating the triumph that women have endured and have overcome until what we're dealing with today Yes. And Meg, this is like a beauty pageant question. Good job, guys. 
Until I'm nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm supported. Beauty pageant at 7.30 in the morning. I'm sure right? those beauty pageant contestants do not do this at 7.30. No, they're the getting morning. their beauty sleep, okay? <laughs> exactly. When you, said, when you said it's beauty pageants, it's like giving me pressure now. <laughs> now I get to Meg and I'm like, hey, that's okay, uh, Meg. Uh, the Philippines Miss Universe right now, She's she identifies as LGBTQ. So, hey. For me, it's <laughs> it's celebrating all the women in our lives and everyone. Like, I, I, it's a special day. Like now, I I I've noticed that uh, March one, it's becoming more like uh, popular and celebrated that people um, buy flowers for the women or the ladies in their lives. So it's it's a it's a time to, it's like the special day to celebrate the women in our lives yes i mean i love all you guys the answers and um when when uh, uh tessa said something about you know we should celebrate women every day mm-hmm. made me think of like every month you know we 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 get that thing that we get every month right and i i always joke about like we should be able to get a day off days off we're bleeding, you guys. We need to be able to get days off. We have cramps. We're mood swings. You don't want to work with me today. I have a we're headache. Bleeding. You know, my back hurts. Like it should be like a thing where we can, you know, who goes to work bleeding? Period. Right. I mean, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but to me, and Women's History Month is definitely everything that you guys have said is celebrating, celebrating those who've paved the way. And also I feel like trying to support those who are trying to do something to keep paving and breaking that ceiling or bamboo ceiling. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you guys. And I, I want to ask all of you again, another round Robin, like how, how are you representing? How do you feel like you are representing, you know, the women or the strength of women in the things that you do? you know, and, and, and the things that you do every day and the things that you do at work, like, how do you feel like you are, you know, Hey, this is girl power. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm a woman. I'm proud. Like, when do you feel that the most in the things that you do? Um, I think for me, when I, I mean, owning business, you know, owning a business before, um, that was very successful. And then same thing now, really building something that can hopefully leave a legacy, you know, for, um, especially for kids. It's just something that I really love to do. So for me, I think every time I, I own what I do and I feel like I am leaving a mark in my own way, I feel like I'm leaving an impact and a legacy. That's when I feel the most powerful as a woman. Um, and the fact that I can even, you know, like open my own business and operate it and have the vision for it and hire people, like it's just really empowering. So, yeah. That's a. Uh... Yeah, um, I think for me, I think all of us have that um, ate in our life that uh, isn't our mom, but really is an ate figure of uh, Mm. really look up to them. And uh, I I like to think that in my job, uh, it's it's crazy because I've gone from medical to now going into media and being able to work in a place where sometimes you kind of feel like you're the only woman in the room, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really empowering thing because as women, um, I love how no matter what you see how confident confident someone is you know they may not know what they're doing or they may be scared of what they're doing but they don't show it and that's a powerful thing is especially mm-hmm. for me going into media not knowing anything is this whole social media thing and going into Philippine representation and all these different things I always feel like I'm the only woman in the room and sometimes you have to put on this persona of like oh you have to know everything you have to you have to be a certain way you have to talk a certain talk you have to walk a certain walk but it's not necessarily like that it's Mm -hmm. just that being yourself and being able to embrace that and realize that that's such a powerful thing and I think for me just being able to be vulnerable and being able Mm -hmm. to be authentic and seeing that other people recognize that other women are motivated by that seeing that other people are able to say as a, as a Filipina, as an ate, as a tita, as a ninang, that we can do this. And we don't have to stick to what the quota is or what our parents said it was or what we thought was before. And to me, that's really empowering, seeing mm-hmm. that 
it is different than how it was 10 years ago or how our parents said it was or how we thought that being a successful Filipino woman or women in general, what it looks like. I love that idea that to be successful. And just like what you said, Kat, being being a CEO, being an entrepreneur, all of those types of things. I like that, entrepreneur. I don't know why I haven't heard that before. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, those types of things. You wouldn't see that before, but now we're seeing so many of it. And it's inspiring and it's exciting that this is what we're living in now. So uh, that's. I hope that answered it correctly. It does. It does, but I love your passion. It's so passionate. I love it. You you woke me up. (laughs) I know. And she's cold. Imagine when she's warm. I mean, (laughs) what kind of passion comes out of her when she's warm? She's cold right now. We'll do this again at 7 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) But let me let me let me take this opportunity to um, quickly just divert what you just said because you know we didn't get a chance to really get into what what Tessa does. So you know you just the, you just talked about you know being a nurse or being in the medical field, being a media. So just quickly like tell us like tell our viewers and our audience you know what do you do? Hi viewers. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I went to nursing school. Um, I- uh, and I did the whole medical thing. Um, I also taught at a high school. Um, and uh, the thing for me was, I think I was constantly trying to make my parents happy. And it was always like, okay, medical field or do something that is safe. So that and I totally understand. And I love that. But also there, there comes a time in your life where, uh, you know, when opportunities come and you don't take it and you don't want to sit there thinking, oh my gosh, what if, or what's going to happen? I, I didn't want that. And uh, I was really blessed if you're familiar with One Down and my brother, uh, co-founded one down and we started that talking about Filipino stories and representation in our own way and I was lucky to be able to produce a lot of the videos work with a lot of talents and just kept growing from that and uh, with those opportunities uh, we do a lot of our programming on an app called Kumu and I was super blessed that I started on Kumu as a creator and from that I am now uh, leading the charge for Kumu USA yes, yes. Ooh, that deserves some applause <laughs> And and also, um, she talked about One Down. I actually listened to one of the podcasts um, of how the One Down got started. So if you guys, you know, if you guys haven't heard it or whatever, is it under? It was under Chismis canceled, right? Yes. I think the story about yeah the one down how the one down started. So if you guys you know want to listen to another podcast, another Filipino um, hosted podcast, make sure that you um, follow One Down Media and uh, look up Chismis Cancelled. I'm like, I don't know why I'm not saying that right. Chismis Cancelled. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Tessa. So Meg, what about you, Meg? Like in your life and the things you do, when do you feel the most like empowered as a woman? You know. While I was listening to everyone's, um, well, Kat and um, Tessa's answers, I was like, what makes me unique? What makes me like special? And then I realized what makes me unique and empowered is that being just me, being a part of LGBTQIA+, and starting with my family, I was, I, I was the first one who came out uh, as being gay in my family, both in, uh, well, in my mom's side and with my dad's side, I'm the only w- gay woman, it, but mostly a majority gay men and in family and the batch, a lot of people are, some people are known, but not like really out, out as being gay. And I feel like I'm empowered and unique in that way and being able to be the first one in our batch to be married with a woman before that that breaks ground in my family and in my community so that's my story yeah and i feel like in in your family probably if anyone was kind of thinking twice about coming out and maybe looking at you know the things that you've done bravely to come out and you know do same-sex marriage and all of that in a different country huh 
<laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, definitely, you're you're definitely like breaking the ground with your face. Like, I totally agree with what you just said. Um, thank you, ladies. Like for me, I agree with everybody. <laughs> I I think in, in my work, um, as I think what resonated with me the most when Tessa said, you know, feeling like you're the only woman and sometimes the only Filipino, um, woman in any room, um, being a part of different organizations like the Rotary Club or the Sheriff's Foundation or anything like that, where it's usually old, older too. So usually I'm the youngest woman and Filipino. Um, you know, maybe I find the old club so I can say I'm the youngest. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I definitely feel empowered when I'm a part of groups where I am one of the only women or the only woman. And, um, Speaking up, you know, sometimes when you enter a room like that, when you're the only woman, it takes it kind of takes a while to like get used to like, okay, well, I have something to say too, and I'm going to say it. But once you find that voice and you start speaking up and people start appreciating your opinion and like start, you know, looking to you for you know, whatever your expertise is like that, that's when I, I feel the most empowered. Um, so thank you for sharing that ladies. So speaking of like being empowered and the things that we do, one, uh, one of the questions I also wanted to ask today is about setting boundaries because, you know, as women, we tend to do so much. And I think as Filipino women, it adds on to that, like more, like I guess I want to say like hospitable personality where you're like always catering to others and you know yeah it's okay yeah okay I'll do that whatever so and I know personally I've been in you know I've been in that situation where I'm always like people pleasing and so but there there came a time when I'm like well I can't you know I, I just can't and then that's when I started learning how what it's like to to set boundaries um and then when I was looking about like the topic of setting boundaries there's five general types of boundaries there's you know physical boundaries which is like your your space your personal space your privacy your body um there's also you know sexual boundaries you know self-explanatory there's intellectual boundaries which are concerns about your thoughts and beliefs and intellectual boundaries are not respected when someone dismisses another person's ideas so that's another type of boundary then you have emotional boundary refers to a person's feelings um you might not feel comfortable sharing your feelings about everything with a friend or someone so instead you prefer to share gradually over time or you have financial boundaries you know not um if you like to save money or not spend it on trendy fashions or you might not you might not want to loan money to people um and that's mm -hmm. your prerogative so th th there's a lot of different boundaries types of boundaries and i want to learn i want to actually know from everyone um First question before we get to those is what types of boundaries do you find challenging to set for yourself? I like at this stage of your life. Kat looks like she has an answer. <laughs> is, like, is that question for me? I feel like that's your face. <laughs> what types of boundaries? Uh... <laughs> either, well, either you share what types of boundaries are challenging for you to set or what types of boundaries mm. are easy for you to set either or or both you know anytime someone asks me to be a part of a project right like um, I think being a creative sometimes people have different ideas and they're like Kat, I want you to do dance on this project okay I want you to do Ariel on this project right um, I want you to play a song on this thing right like all the different things right when it comes to like performing arts creative is what I'm trying to share right um it's easy for me to create a boundary as long as I lead with uh, joy and peace. Those are the two things that always like uh, kind of like I always gravitate towards. So to me, if a project seems like, oh my gosh, it's going to bring me joy. I know that if I do this, it's going to bring them joy, right? Or add value and bring joy to the whole thing. Then it's like, I think I want to do that. And then it doesn't matter what the pay is. You know, it doesn't matter if they're not paying me or they're paying me. I just because I enjoy it, I'll do it. Right. Um, and and I think peace is when it comes to like, well, who am I working with? Is this person um, easy to work with? Because I don't want to work with people who are hard to work with. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, so so if it's going to be a peaceful transaction, 
let's let's do it you know that's kind of like my my thing um and then other than that you know i think um when it comes to other things like uh hanging out like you know sometimes it's like you know you know these days people are always like i miss you let's hang out like and it's like it's so common now that people say that right yeah and and when do people actually really do (laughs) do that right it's like sure you miss me and let's hang out so when that thing actually really comes around like if i feel like it's a genuine friendship and we are really wanting to hang out because we want to um get to know each other more or like again there's common grounds with uh what we what we do together and we can both add value to what we do insight on what we do in life, then I would love to do that. But if it's just like we met each other once, but like, let's hang out because I don't know, you know, sometimes it's like you, people want to get, um, you, people want to be seen with different. And I do that too. I, I'm always thinking like, do I want to do this? Because it's like, I think it's cool to hang out with them and maybe it's cool to be seen with that crowd or whatever. And once I start asking the question, it usually means no, it's like, nah. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so that's kind of like how I set my boundaries with, you know, hanging out. Yeah. And so you mentioned earlier, um, you lead with peace and joy. So money is not an issue as long as you are passionate about a project mm-hmm. or whatever. It's usually not money is not usually like the, I guess, the the deciding factor for you. Yeah. You want to work well with someone. And then also with the hanging out part. I know you're super busy. So you're probably like, okay, which one of these... I miss you. Let's hang out. Should I go to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, you know, the, the crazy thing is, um, it, it, you know, when, when you have that busy life, it's, it's fun when you work with your friends, like our podcast, right? Cause we get to hang out and then do something mm-hmm. productive. And yep. then, so we do both the work and the fun. So yeah, I totally get that. I was trying to hang out with Tessa. Not that I have a lot of time. I'm like, Tessa, when are you guys in the studio? I'm just going to come visit. <laughs> I still haven't done it though. (laughs) So what about you, Tessa? What are boundaries that are easy for you to set? And what are boundaries that are harder for you to set? Ooh, I think the easiest boundaries for me to set, which I also don't know if it's a good thing that it's easy to set and uh, uh, would have to be like the for relationships. And that could be sexual or it could be, uh, you know, or it could be just friendships or emotional. I think a lot of times um, uh, for me, I've had really toxic relationships. Um, none of my relationships have gone well. And I think that really like for, for a lot of us, it kind of like closes us out to the idea of dating. And of course, everyone wants a date. But when you have gone through so much heartbreak or trauma or anything like that, it just it's really gets you to that point where you're like, nope, I'm just not even going to try to open it. But then you see those, like, for example, Kilig movies, or those, yeah. and you see those photos and you're like, oh, wait, you know, um, but for me, it's just really, yeah, that's the easiest for me to set. And that could also go with friendships as well, because I, uh, I think we all have had um, friendships that have fallen out or people that you thought you could trust. And all of a sudden, it didn't go the way you expected and you gave your all. And that's why I, I really love your podcast and respect that all of you are still able to um, to have those type these lifelong friendships because not everyone is blessed to have these types of bonds, especially coming yeah. from the Philippines, and that's an amazing thing to celebrate. Um, so you know, I, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> You're here. Yes. You're here. Yeah. You're here. <laughs> no, I, pre- I appreciate you saying that, and yeah. and I think that just being, I, I feel like one of the things uh, that comes out from being friends for so long is like we're like family. So it's like. Not, we don't even really fight. We don't have fights. We don't like have, we don't have <laughs> disagreements. Every <laughs> physical fights. No, but every time we hang out, it's like always like laughing until we're like crying on the floor. Like literally, I'm trying to think of a time where like someone has, you know, um, ill feelings to like really nothing. So I feel like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you have like it's, it almost is like we have no choice. We're, we're, we're blood now because we've been friends for more than 30 years. <laughs> so yeah thanks for sharing that Tessa and then also like what are what what, you know the second part of the question what is a boundary that's hard for you to set oh a boundary that's hard for me to set is definitely my is work 
um, that mm-hmm. physical, oh, that's a good you know, one. It, it's when you think of work too, it's like this physical, it's intellectual, it's emotional, it's mm-hmm. everything, especially when you're in a uh, job that you're putting your all into. And it's kind of like this all or nothing for me. I, I don't know where I, I feel like this episode was for me to figure out what my boundaries are, because at the moment, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I really don't know, because I feel like, okay, yeah, I can take on these shoots, I can do this every day and, and that type of thing. But then when I think about it, where's the time for me? Where's the time for yeah. my family? Where's the time for my friends? And that's when I think, shoot, maybe I should know my limits or my bandwidth, or it isn't until that breaking point that you realize, huh. oh, I actually should probably check what my boundaries are. Um, yeah. It's all good until everything just crashes one day. And then you're like, yeah. shoot, I need to know my boundaries. So uh, that's definitely the, um, the toughest for me. And I'm figuring that out right now. But Tessa, I look at, you know, I look at you and the things you do and the things you post. And that's hard because you actually work with your family. So it's oh. like when you said, what's the time for work? What's the time <laughs> for family? Well, you're with your work and your family. So yeah. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. But um, and I think what I'm hearing from you, too, is like when you love what you do, it's hard to to define which one is work and which one is passion and which one is a hobby, because I can totally relate to that. I feel like everything that I do is all meshed in one. And I think it's a blessing and a curse because if you love what you do, then you don't feel like you're working, but then you're like, then I don't have work boundaries. Hmm, That's why. (laughs) So I totally, I totally can relate to what you said. What about you? I can tell you what Meg's answered. And I'm just kidding. (laughs) What about you, Meg? (laughs) <laughs> Meg set her boundaries with me one time. She's like, no, I can't. I'm going to bed at that time. So I was like, okay. <laughs> sleep. It's easy for her to be like, nope, gotta yeah. get my sleep. <laughs> um, easy. Well, it was tough before, but I'm doing better now. Um, boundaries with friendship. Because before I was really, yeah, um, please, please, please others and when it comes to friendship, I'm like 100%. I give everything. And yes, in the I end, can attest I to always, that. And in the end, I always like get disappointed because some people are not like that. And so I recently, I got a fallout with a friend that I was like all out. And then that person reached out to me and I was like, you know what? I, this has gone for a long time and it's enough is enough. And I, I cut that friendship off because it has, it's like one-sided. So now I feel like I'm proud of myself for having that boundary for myself because, you know, it's yeah, like kind of like toxic because you give everything and in the end you, you're disappointed. You, you don't, have the same um like output of the friendship and for the boundary that's hard for you uh, the, that's hard nothing's hard for Black me and it- <laughs> shut up cd may loves to what you call it uh <laughs> anyway what margaret uh, mary what Sweeney may the same, kind of like say with Tessa that um, w- with work like that boundary that when they give when they ask you to do something when it's out of your my work time it's like even though you have you already done with your work you say I say I feel like I still have I'm pressured to still do what I'm uh, supposed to do even though I I'm done with my work so that's like work is hard. I feel like that's that's part of like Filipino culture. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like I, the people pleasing, I feel like it's definitely part of Filipino culture. And then plus, you know, being a woman and like, you always feel like you have to do extra just to, you know, fit in just or some, or to prove yourself or anything. But, um, but one of the boundaries that Meg is really good at, which she didn't say, but we were trying to tell her is uh, <laughs> setting time frames for the things that she, like, I think one time, uh, yeah. hmm. t- one time we went out to lunch with Kat and a b- whole bunch of friends. Then it was Kumu's uh, n- um, networking event. And then Meg is like, oh, 
two events in one night is a lot for me. I'm going home. <laughs> I can't do two events. I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm like, I'm already out in downtown LA. I'm going to go to everything. Well. Yeah, I might as well go to the next one. I mean, Kat also set her boundaries that night because she, she had something yeah. to do. She's like, I can't. So anyway, but, but Meg is notorious for like saying... That's my bedtime. I'm going to boxing at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow. So I can't do anything past 8 o'clock. <laughs> uh, that's Meg. Meg uh, yeah. So, but I, I feel like that's part of being introvert, right? Like you have your limits and you know it. So that's good. I, I, I don't have I like I feel like if I set a day and I'm already doing everything, I'm just going to fill it up with everything. And then tomorrow I'm going to rest. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I try to. <laughs> so um, for me, the boundary that's very easy for me to set. Um, dang, that made me think. I don't know why I wasn't thinking while you guys were talking. Um, let me start with the hard one. <laughs> the hard one is definitely work. Uh, I can relate to everyone. I think every time there's an opportunity to create something great, I'm always like, yes, yes. Like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Um, you, get, yeah. you get a car. You get a car. <laughs> That's how I feel <laughs> when it comes to... Yeah, we all get a car. Um, so it's hard for me to say no, especially when, like, someone tells me a project that's really cool. Like, yeah, I want to do that. Um mm -hmm. But what makes it easy is because, you know, I don't have any, I, and I think everyone's the same. I don't have any children, you know, and I'm, I don't have, I'm not in a relationship. Sometimes when you are in a relationship, it also limits you because you also have to make time to spend time with that person. So um, I think, you know, oh, I think the boundary that's, um, that's easy for me to set is um, when I, when I meet people for, for the first time and i can tell it's just not the right vibe i don't force it um especially with dating that. yeah especially yeah. with dating too like um i'm on this facebook dating app and then this guy we're like texting and you know everything's flowing but i'm like mm, let me hear him on the phone because if he talks weird it's not happening <laughs> so, so I, I and then so we talked last night for the first time and he was like he seems like a really like intelligent person, right? Like high IQ person. And then he was sitting there thinking, I really hate when people are complaining because this and that. But he's sitting there complaining about people complaining. I'm like, you're complaining yourself. And then everything that he was saying was every, it was always about like, people versus him people mm. why always people the people i like hmm now this is i'm not i don't even want to go on a first date now i'm good so uh, and and that's actually uh something that i develop i think as i get older because i think if i was younger i was like sure you want to take me on that let's go get a date get a free meal let's go yeah yeah <laughs> no i don't need to waste my time because uh, we would go down on a rabbit hole so i think when i see when i don't feel like it's a good vibe and i i operate a lot on vibes like if it's not a good vibe no nah, i'm cool i'm okay I'm, i'll let's move on <laughs> so I love yeah it sweets that's so good speaking of boundaries because you know i think you know as, as we're talking about women's history month and breaking the bias and and um you know breaking the mold or the glass ceilings of course like along the way we do learn that putting up boundaries is really important so we can focus more on the things that we need to in order to move forward. And so yeah. I wanted to know a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more personal. I just shared mine actually. So when was the last time you set a boundary on someone or maybe someone set a boundary on you? Recent, well, not so, not so recent, maybe last year. Um, so I'll be very vulnerable and very personal. Um, so my my ex-wife used to still um text me communicate with me and it would really disturb me or like disturb my my peace my my mental state okay, and yeah. and there would be times as well that when i feel like lonely i would i would text or whatever and it would be uh, it would spin my mind again, all all over again. Down and the then, rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. <laughs> and then I said, once and for all, I will block no more communication because she still wanted to be friends. This and that. And I'm like, para qué? For what? I have friends. I have my own friends, and. There's nothing for us to be friends anymore. Why? 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 And so I made that 
it was a hard decision for me. I felt was, that. I felt that, Meg. But <laughs> I'm really passionate about my answer. Like it was hard. It was a, a tough one for me, you know. And so I made a decision. I will. I still remember June. June, like enough is enough. Um, I will block everything. No more. And then you know what? Even though it was a hard decision, it was a breakthrough decision for Amazing. me. Amazing. Amazing. Because yeah. from then on, my life became so peaceful. Mm-hmm. And that my men like my mental state, like, like everything, everything like I had I had my I have my peace of mind now. Yeah. So there are times that you know I, I tell Sweeney and Joy that oh I still I have that urge because sometimes like oh it reminds me of something something but then i tell myself that ah just remind yourself that these are just like ideas idealizations but when you actually talk to that person it just reminds me oh i forgot that you're an asshole and then it just (laughs) and then it just like okay no more uh, back to back to regular programming. Back to my peace of mind. So that's the that's my story. Oh, I tell her, yeah, go text her, Meg. Let me know how that goes. No. <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh, never mind. <laughs> never yeah, mind. I, I, she's yeah. I've seen that text from you since on our group tab. Like, yeah, do it. Let me know how that goes. How how that's working for you? Because <laughs> I know she'll change her mind anyway. Like she won't do it. <laughs> Uh, it's funny like you mentioned how uh working with my family and everything um but so for those of you that don't know my brother my brother's leal bay is the co-founder of one down but also the director of content for uh kumu he's uh worked with um for summit media philippines he does a lot of um a lot a lot of good work out there um and he's actually set a boundary with me and i was like oh okay (laughs) you recognize him like wait wait a minute brother wait a second little bro yeah and i think also it it helps so um a lot of our uh with our job we're doing shoots we're figuring things out we're setting meetings all that and i'm a talker i'm an extrovert as you can tell i love to talk i love (laughs) and um i don't always recognize too that for introverts that can be a lot um for an introvert and that's me recognizing that as well for my brother he doesn't like to do the back-to-back meetings or all those social events which i'm like i'm totally down for i love it yeah let's keep going and um, i remember we were booking some doing meetings and he's like you know I'm just not like I'm like he literally was like no no more I'm never doing these back to back no if you if you're gonna do it that's on you but I'm gonna no he told me straight no and I was like you're my brother you need to help me and I'm learning this and I can't be alone you know almost (laughs) like all these waves of emotion of like can I do this alone but you're my brother you're supposed to be there for me and you said you're gonna help me those types of things but that really made me realize too that um you know a lot of times we need to be let go so we can figure that we can mm. do it on our own but then it's also realizing wow eventually i do want to get to that boundary but i'm still struggling it too like with what sweeney said where you when your work is you're so passionate about your work and you love it and it gets mixed up is this work is this fun is this what i love is this because it feels like it's going great um so that's definitely one of those times my brother lit- literally was um he literally stopped me and said, no, he set that boundary with me for work. And I, I've learned with that. And it's also helped me grow in where I'm, I don't need to have him in every single meeting or over my shoulder and have him approve every single thing. Um, I've learned that I creatively and confident, uh, confidently can decide these things and realize that uh, what I'm thinking also matters. So um, that's definitely been a learning thing. That's so feel- awesome. I feel like yeah. Meg and I were a part of those back-to-back meetings you had one time. <laughs> 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 there was that you when I met with the first time with you and uh, and Leo and um, uh, Tracy. We're, yeah, I think we're a part of that. Maybe after mm-hmm. that, Leo was like, "Nope, no more, no more, no more ate." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "No, I love you, but no." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, I was going to ask something when you mentioned about work. Um, darn, it'll come to me. But what about you, um, Kat? Uh, for me, I think I just realized I have, I've, I've really set boundaries almost all the time with my business. Um, you know, teaching piano is a very 
it's a service obviously but and it's very personal it's a, such a very personal business where i get to see these students every week i get to see these parents every week and they get to know me you get to develop really close friendships with these families right um like the other week i went to go pick up some girl scouts cookies from one of my students and i thought i was going to be there for an hour ended up being there for four hours i haven't met the student um I, i've seen her online every single week for the last two years and this was my first time meeting her and her mom. I had so much fun. We chatted for four hours with the student and the mom. And we just like, oh my gosh, we're just like really connecting. Like, this is amazing. So I really had fun. But, you know, because they see you as, um, they th these parents relate to me. They, we, uh, it's like, I get texts all the time. Like the other day I got texts like, you know, can I just, uh, can I leave a review for you? Because I really love like how you've been teaching and I love the impact that you have on my, on my daughter. And these, is, these are like things that like, it creates this really close relationship with the parents. Right. But then when it comes to like, um, pricing, uh, it feels like in my mind, I feel so like, ah, uh, I don't want to increase my price because I love these kids and I love these families and I do love them. But I have to really set a boundary that like my service is uh, is an excellent service and I'm also building a business. What they see is they see the teaching the piano every week, but what they do not see is the 80% of the work that I do outside of the class time. I literally, I think the teaching part is the easiest part of my job. I can just zero in on the teaching. I can just focus and it's so fun. I love it so much but there's 80 percent that none of these kids none of these parents and adult students see and it's a lot of freaking work <laughs> you know so it's like setting the boundary of like understanding the value of my business and being able to say i'm going to increase my price and that's going to have to be okay and if you want to quit because you can't afford it we'll cross the bridge when we get there but for the most part i'll be like this is the price because it has to be, you know, I, I've, I've, I've proven myself to be worthy of this race. You know what I mean? Not just as a teacher, but the, the business itself. So, that, yeah, that's a really, really good um, point, Kat. But let me ask you, has anyone had any issues with you raising the price? Yeah. Not right. So None. a lot of yeah. like a lot of the clients I have when it comes to like business and marketing, they they feel pressured not to, but they don't realize because they do a good job. Your clients actually don't mind paying you more. Right. Um, just like me, like when I really like something, they increase the price. I don't I, I've never mind minded. But yeah. if of course, if their service sucked, like I wouldn't have been there in the beginning, like for that. Right. Long. So yeah. it's it's like a personal pressure about the you know, increase because it's an uncomfortable. I feel like it's an uncomfortable conversation. Oh my gosh. Just I had like, I was so stressed, like sending like the newsletter with my price increase. And I was just like, press send. And I was like, oh my God, I did it. I did it. And every single, like, like maybe hour, I look like, is there a reply? There's no reply. Like, and then actually one of the parents even texted me and she was like, I'm so happy with like your service that I'm willing to pay more. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You know, so it's really funny. But yes, we should not be afraid of increasing our rates, especially when we know that we are doing a good job. Yes, yes, yeah. that's good. I like it. Um, and th that actually leads me to a thought that, um, you know, when you like, I, I feel like well, with the topic, a little bit of topic of confidence, but I feel like every time you stick your neck out for yourself and it works mm -hmm. out, like you stand a little taller, right? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, always like when, when you're in a situation, when you have to speak up, when you're in a situation where you have to, to fight for, you know, fight for your right to party, mm -hmm. no, stick your neck yeah. out for yourself, <laughs> um, defend, you know, whatever it is that you believe in do it because you know the worst that could happen is people don't agree with you and you move on but the right. best thing that could happen is people see your point and then you get your way and you're like oh i'm a little bit more confident now can stand a little a foot taller today because you know i made yeah. sense and people agreed with me you know so um thank you guys for sharing all of your um thoughts on that i love it um and i i love oh i love when um tessa was talking about the story about her brother setting a boundary on her because i i feel that way too when people uh set boundaries with me especially it's, it's really meg 
I'm just pointing at Meg over, <laughs> over there. It's really Meg. I'm like, what do you mean you're going to sleep? It's only 7.30. You know when we do Kumu at 8.30? And she's like, it's so late for me. It's 8.30. What do you mean it's so late for you? <laughs> so me, I'm like pushing the boundaries. And Meg, come on, Meg. So she... <laughs> So, so the first time we went on Kumu at 8.30 and I think it was like she didn't really get to mentally prepare or something. I don't know why, but because we've been talking about it. And then she gets on live Kumu and she's like this. And then yeah. I <laughs> like, oh my God. She's Man. singing her song. She's like laying down. <laughs> like this. <laughs> so it's always Meg. I'm always pushing Meg. I don't but then know. the and second I, time around, you said naganahan, naganahan, naganahan. <laughs> naganahan yeah, naganahan. naganahan in English? Um, guess, I guess like a second wind. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, the second time around with a uh, cat says she couldn't oh. because uh, her um her uh, her mother in law was in town or something. I said, yeah. Meg, it's me and you. That's me saying, Meg, do not be sleepy today. I need. <laughs> 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 and then she was like she's out there singing and we went past you know the hour and she's like oh, okay okay when i just prepare meg at least two days before i can get a little bit more from her <laughs> you know when you texted sweets and you said hey can we do a podcast recording on saturday 7 30 a.m meg just meg just replied boundaries and i was like <laughs> and you know what meg my first reaction was like what do you mean boundaries? That was literally my first Me reaction. Like, I thought she was trying to set her boundaries. <laughs> that was my first thought. And I was like, don't you wake up early? Like, what do you mean boundaries? And then my second thought was like, wow, that's really good. She's setting boundaries. I should learn from her. Yeah, so basically, I forgot that I had sent a text about, okay, for our next podcast, should we talk about setting boundaries or confidence? And then and then maybe like a day later, I said, oh, can we do 7.30 a.m. because I have this, this, and that on Saturday. And then Meg was like, okay, boundaries. I'm like, wait, are you setting boundaries with me? Or are you saying, okay, we can do it? And it's just like, no, boundaries is a topic. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I love it. Wow. Okay, Meg. <laughs> um, so, just I wanted to go one last round. You know, when it comes to breaking the bias, what kind of bias do you hope to break in your journey, in your work, or your life, or anything like just in the coming future? Like, what is it that you hope to set? What kind of, you know, uh, legend do you want to? leave um what kind of yeah what kind of bias do you want to break and you know hoping hoping to inspire others too whether you know the madlang people <laughs> the masses or your family or the, just the people close to you like yeah that's you know as i was formulating that question I'm like oh i don't know i also am thinking about that like what kind of bias do i want to break <laughs> um and just to let you know uh for women's history month you know uh hashtag break the bias is the the theme and a lot of people are uh, taking a picture with like their 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 arms crossed like that um and then like posting it up and you know breaking the bias and telling their story too so if you guys mm -hmm. want to think about that for your social media but yeah mm -hmm. i want to know what biases do you guys want to break as you continue into this journey of yours i have two <laughs> go go um for me uh you know even though i'm really devoted to my business right now and, and all of that. I'm still constantly auditioning on the side uh, for commercial work and acting and stuff. And I'm constantly uh, looked at as you do not look Filipino because of my red hair, <laughs> mm. you know, because Filipinos should have black hair. Right. And so that's really hard for me because I feel like I'm not getting a lot of jobs because of the fact that like when I audition and they're looking for Filipinos or, you know, Southeast Asian descent, that I look different for, for, for mainstream media, right. For mainstream media for, especially for commercials, because commercials are very much like family. It's very stereotypical. Like it's like, you have to look like the mom, you have to look like it's so stereotypical. So I think that for me, I'm constantly fighting that. Um, and I would love to be one of those uh, women that, you know, someday, 
somehow I'll book a commercial that, hey, it's a Filipino and she's got red hair. <laughs> you know, because I'm constantly like, maybe I should just call her my hair black again. And I'm like, but I love my rare hair red and I don't have to, you know, I don't have to go back to black hair. So that's one. Um, and then two, it's the bias of um, music teachers not making enough money. Um, there's just this big bias, especially as a woman, you know, already like we already know that women statistically get paid less than men. Right. But that and then in the world of teaching, people get paid less. And then in the world of music teaching, people mm. get paid even less. Right. Mm. So there's that bias that I want to break because I am I am so serious. I want to build a multimillion dollar business, but it's not because I'm the one teaching, but I'm going to be hiring teachers and make sure that my teachers get paid well. Right. And so I, that's I want to break that bias that you don't make enough money as a teacher and you don't make enough money as a music teacher, as a woman music teacher. So nice. I love that. And, and you're on your way to doing that. So, yeah, congratulations. Thank Tessa, you. Tessa, <laughs> you have something? Yeah, I think um, for me, the bias that I see um, wanting to break that bias is like that confirmation bias. So uh, it's always when you are always looking for that, like, oh, yes, you can do that. Oh, yes, uh, that's good. Oh, yes. I, every decision that I make, I feel like I'm always second guessing it. And I want mm -hmm. to be confidently like putting that, yes, I can do it. Or yes, that's a good thing rather than waiting for someone to confirm it. And then mm -hmm. that's when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm proud of that. Uh, I want that moment for me where I want to be able to say that this is my work and regardless of whatever you think of it, it is what it is. And I'm yeah. happy with how it is because at the end of the day, nothing, you know, nothing really matters with what everyone else is thinking, but what with yourself, but we live in the society where social media and everything really gets to you and you're constantly overthinking and you're comparing what you see um, people posting or someone's work or someone's video or so-and-so is doing this, that we constantly get it into our head. Like, Oh, we actually, so-and-so did this and I did this and this is wrong, but you know, people like that. So I need to sway with that. And for me, no, I, I, I want to break that bias where I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. Mm. And uh, <laughs> it's either, you know, it's my way or no way. If, how I like it is how I like it. How I want to do it, how I want to live my life. It's my life. It's my work. That's what I want to do. You're either with yes. it or you're not. And uh, I think that's something also um, having these conversations really helps us because it realizes how much worth we all are and how much we bring to the table and just being around, um, you know, so, such talented, successful women like yourselves. It really gives you that, you know what? Yeah, we got this. We can yeah. do this. Yeah. You know, it really empowers you to um, keep going and really just pat yourself on the back too of what uh, uh, what a good job you're already doing as as it is. So, uh, yeah, the, it's for me it would be the uh, confirmation bias. And what you just said reminded me of Dr. Seuss. That is, I think it's Dr. Seuss that said, you know, be yourself. No, maybe not. Be yourself because everyone else is taken. I love. Yeah. I've always yeah, loved that, that quote. And being yourself. It sounds so simple, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Like everyone that's them that has achieved that state of being themselves, it always takes a lot. It always takes some kind of journey. It's just, you know what? I'm going to be myself. And then the thing about that, it's a moving target because yourself is, is Evolves, always yeah. changing and evolving. So it's like being yourself. It's like, it's like if I, if a year from now, I might still be not struggling, but I'm still probably being challenged of how to be myself because I'm not my last year self. I'm <laughs> this year self. <laughs> so it's always going to be a moving target. So being yourself is going to be a work in progress all the mm -hmm. time. And I think uh, I love what you said about that. Meg, do you have? She's deep in thought over there, I guys. <laughs> Meg is deep in thought. <laughs> When I watch the podcast or oh, re replay, the the thing that I love the most is watching Meg's face. She's, she's <laughs> no, I know. Sometimes I want to I want to chat with her. I'm like Meg, fix your face real quick. <laughs> she's like, she's so, so, <laughs> I because love I'm her thinking, thinking face. I'm, I'm I'm introvert. Like, I know. I'm I listening love to it. everyone. What am I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I do the same thing. I'm like, what am I going to say? I can share first, actually, real quick. I think that the bias that um, I try to break, I think I'm working on it already. It's, it's, I agree with Tessa, you know, just being yourself. Um, 
I've been in corporate America since I graduated in, in college. You know, I work at Macy's, I work at Expedia, and then, you know, I had my own business. I still do. And then I work in corporate America again. And the thing, I think maybe it's also the Filipino upbringing because I think that, or I thought that, you know, being in corporate America, suit, tie, behaved, like, Mm-hmm. polished and you know professional you know and but when i started networking and seeing people being themselves even in that environment um and i always tell this story because uh my friend audrey i mean actually i haven't seen her in a long time because you know covid etc but she was when i met her she was a director of the executive director of ymca and she's always you know she as as a as a member of the board i always see you know her in front of other business owners ceos because those are her funders and she's always you know as ymca always looking for funds right uh, soliciting sponsorship and funds and all that donations so she's always in a suit but she also is silly she's six foot tall blonde lady and she invited me to the ymca dinner and the first thing that happens when she walks in was DJ play that song. And then the DJ plays YMCA. And she was walking around with the napkin from the dinner table and like, just going crazy. And I'm like, Oh, you can be that and still be in front of all these suits because mm-hmm. the people in there were like big hitters, like suits. And then I see the people reacting to her and they were dancing. They're having fun. And that's what, <clears throat> that's when I realized that no matter how professional the people are in front of you, no matter how old they are, like in age, because you think like when they're old, they're serious. So you have to be serious because, you know, you don't want to be seen as this young. No, everyone wants to play. Everyone mm. wants to play. Like when I became <clears throat> when I served as a president of my Rotary Club, I was the youngest one. I was one of the three women, maybe four women in there. So when I served as president, as president, now you have you have uh, the opportunity to run the meetings the way you want to. And I always started with games. And it's funny because it's like when you walk in, everyone looks so serious. So I'm about to make them play a game. So here goes nothing. And then once they start playing the game, they're all competitive. They all want to win. Like all the, you know, all, you know, all the shit talking comes out. All them like, oh, no matter how serious everyone is, no matter how professional the environment is, guess what? Someone who has personality and can make that can make the um, atmosphere a little bit more fun is always a hit because that's like fresh air to everyone. So I feel like I'm always working on that. Even, you know, when the owners of our shopping center, they come, they're from Israel. They're, well, they're not really suits, but you think like they're serious because they're the investors, they're the bank or whatever. When I presented, because they come to each of the malls that they own and, you know, every department gets to present about what you've been doing or et cetera. So I presented the marketing team presented and I showed them my video about our tree lighting. And I, I still had, I don't have it on me, but I have a magic wand that was a part of the tree lighting. So I gave everyone next to me a magic wand and I told them on my cue, just do what I do. Okay. So when I played the video and there's a part where Santa says, wave your magic wand and say, I believe go, go, go. And then we were like, I believe. And then I looked back <laughs> and everyone was having fun. And then like at the end of my presentation, I got an applause and I'm like, look, that's just how you, you know, like you don't yeah. have to be super serious because it's a serious atmosphere. Of course, take it seriously, but you can add more fun to it. So I feel like that's Absolutely. the bias that I continue to try and break right. that it's okay to have, have complex personality like you don't because you're a professional it doesn't have to be boring um and so even when i post my dancing stuff on on my public I- ig sometimes i'm like Ugh. my vp of marketing follows me my regional <laughs> follows me my da, 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 i'm public you know they can see me but guess what they're always like oh my god all those dances are so fun but before i'm yeah. like is it inappropriate? Because I'm shaking my butt. I mean, not like twerking, but you know what I mean? It's Zumba. So it's like a little bit more sensual. Anyway, so I feel like that's part of the things that I'm always, it's always uncomfortable, even up to now when I post, "Mm -hmm, whatever, it's me. You're going to see me dancing because I dance. You're going to see me acting out some skits because I love to do silly things. You're going to see me do karaoke because that's what, you're just going to see it all. That's just me. And if you don't like it, then don't follow me. (laughs) (laughs) um but i think that's the bias that i continue to try and break is to you know always be yourself you know and if you're a fun person don't be afraid to show that even in serious yeah environments so that's me no you know what i wanted to add something freaking fun 
with what Sweeney was saying. So the first time I met Sweeney, I was like, oh my God, you're like the long lost sister that I didn't, you know, are we? Like, yeah. Because I literally, like, I, I looked up to Sweeney so much just that, you know, you're confidently yourself, but also successful and you really show that. And for a lot of us, and then, uh, you know, when she even came to the coon with me, she was alone. And that, that really, that and Meg, well, Meg. Yeah, but, you know, for a lot of us, we always get scared to go to places alone, you know, especially even though, yes, we've met, but I love that. And she got on the mic and she was up there and everything. And she, she you know, she really owned it. That's why I'm like, no, literally like we're best friends. So I always tell her like, I know, and I know how busy we both are, but just seeing that, like just having that friendship, I love it. But when I met you, Kat, when I saw you on stage at the Long Beach Festival, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, are they all like, <laughs> I have to know Kat because also Sweeney was talking about you. And I was like, oh my gosh, you don't need to hang out. And one of you, I was like, yep, this is it. This is perfect. And it's a beautiful thing seeing like you all bring such different sides of each other. And when you mm. all come together, super fun, super. And you see yeah. that it's, it's yeah, a genuine yeah. thing. I love that. It's so yeah. crazy too. We just broke out in song. That's what we are in person too. We're just like talking, talking, and then something says something that's a lyric in the song, and next thing we know, we're singing. <laughs> and I think it has something to do with being friends since kids because every yeah. time we're together, it's like that that kid self again that we were yeah. back in the days. I don't know what it's 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 crazy. Like yeah. I don't. I have different like groups of friends, but this one definitely is like super like unique. Like you can't you can't, you can't replace it. And then we can like pretty much like share anything and no one will judge because you know what? Like it doesn't matter. You don't like what I'm saying because you're stuck with me because we've known each other for 30 years. <laughs> no yeah. judgment. We know each other's skeletons for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meg said her computer died turning on now, but then she's not coming back on. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I just she's like, no, I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> That's my boundary. She's like, I'm setting it. We're setting it. <laughs> yeah no yeah i love i love i love tessa and uh you your entire family like it's i mean you guys work together you guys have fun together that's really cool really cool yeah, you guys it's are into really it. awesome yeah it's it's so rare too you know to like i mean it's not all the time that families can work together and get along and have fun <laughs> yeah so if you need to send money to the Philippines, we have the app that is right for you. Download the SendWave app now, available on Google Play or Apple Store. You can send money to your loved ones in the Philippines without paying any fees. The recipient can receive their money through GCash, through cash pickup at their partner locations, or directly to their bank account. The money transfer can be completed within minutes and the recipient gets it within one to five hours. That is lightning fast. Well, in terms of sending money to the Philippines, that's pretty fast. So download the SendWave app today and select the Philippines flag. When prompted, enter the promo code ALLABROAD to get a $10 bonus or 500 pesos. If you forget to enter the promo code, you can still do so by selecting the upper right-hand corner, the person icon, and finding the promo code field. Remember, the promo code is all abroad. Okay, Meg. Sorry. So sorry. So sorry. It's so funny, Meg, because you were like, right when you spoke, you went black. And then I don't know if anyone saw the same thing. And then Kat was like, did she get lost in her deep thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Meg, you were going to say something. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think to break the bias towards um, myself being an introvert and being a follower. Because all of you guys are like extroverts and like leaders. So I would like to break the bias towards myself because as I grow uh, in, I would be more like more outgoing and more mm. if, because I, I was thinking about, I have like this idea in my mind that us millennials are going into retirement in a couple years so I had like this seed, plant seed in my idea, like in the future business, maybe in retirement, retirement home for millennials. So mm -hmm. maybe I would go through that business and eventually uh, into a leadership role, something, mm -hmm. 
you know so that's that's in my mind idea ideas in for the future that's awesome Yeah, That's I mean, really one of these cool. days in one of our other episodes, I do want to dive deep into Meg because I, I want, I, I mean, you know, just quick thing, quick thoughts. Like Meg wasn't always an introvert in my eyes. Like, right, Kat? Like when we were kids, Meg was like, I mean, vibrant. I, I saw that initiation video. So Tess in, in the Philippines when we were uh, in high school, so the first year of high school, we have this thing called initiation where the senior, um, uh, you know, the seniors will initiate the freshmen, right, into the into the high school. And then they make us do these like different, they make Musicals. us musicals it's like shows but then during the whole initiation period they boss us around right remember like they make us like do things for them uh they dare us to do certain things um and then meg played uh whoopi goldberg in the sister act number and we should probably show that here in the podcast because we have a footage of that but when i watch it i'm like oh my gosh meg like what the heck i remember i think i like, remember how yeah she was like all out like crazy but i just remember meg that you were so like you were so dramatic like you loved all the you love all the skits you loved all the drama you know and i think that you know when it's an when you turn into an introvert it's not like a bad thing it's just no. like It's like as Sunny said earlier, we evolve through time, you know. And who and who knows? Because it's still, I, it's yeah, that's still you. That's still a part of you. The the extrovert, the love, the skits, and all that stuff. It can come out, you know, in other parts of your life as you the evolve. right song, the right yeah, drink, exactly the right, right situation. <laughs> and Meg's gonna be like, "Who's an introvert? I'm not an introvert." <laughs> And then she starts slapping people. You oh know. God! <laughs> Don't be connects to Meg when Meg is happy and drunk because she has a heavy hand. <laughs> Let's go to a karaoke bar. Let's go. Oh, oh. <laughs> look, look, she's excited. <laughs> she's always wanted to go to karaoke bar. She's speaking anyway. her love language right now. <laughs> I know. But ladies, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about setting boundaries, about breaking the bias, and just your personal stories of how you're being a rock star in your own world. That's exactly what we, we want to achieve in this episode as we enter Women's History Month. And we want to um, launch this uh, episode in the beginning of March to just inspire other people that are out there, other women or men, you know, you never know. They're in the same, uh, the same journey, the same struggle, the same challenges. You know, it's just because it's women. Women's History Month that, you know, we're, we're doing the girl power thing. So sorry, men. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just uh, all, all the women out there, all the women independent. I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> There's no karaoke in front of me. <laughs> There's no words in front of us. Yeah. So all, all you women out there that are struggling, you know, find your, finding yourself, being yourself, just know, number one, you're not alone. And number two, you have the permission. You have our permission, okay? You have the permission to be yourself, to go through that journey, to own whatever it is that you're going through, even own your, mm. own your mistakes, own your wins, all of that. Um, yeah. And then think about how you're breaking the bias in your own world um, in the things that you do, whether your world is small or huge, your audience is small or huge. Like every time you break the bias, someone is watching, someone is, mm -hmm. you know, paying attention to what you're doing and you could be inspiring. You may, you could be creating that impact that you don't know you are. So yeah. keep on doing it. And thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for uh, tuning into another episode of all about podcasts. Please like, Ooh. and subscribe, you know, in my outro, please like, and subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. And you can listen to this on your favorite podcast uh, platform as well. Like your iTunes, your Spotify, you name it. We're there, you know, um, but yeah, like, and subscribe and comment down below. Yeah.